Hey, everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lunnan. And this is Volume Up by The Tease. Big news, Kelly. Yes, you have yeah. already gotten your second dose. I am now in that club. We are here yes. immediately, not even 24 hours after. Feeling okay, but if the All energy right. is low, that is why. It's not because it's I'm not excited to be here with you. <laughs> it's because of the COVID. Did you get the, did you get the sticker? I didn't get anything. I had like the least climactic, literally oh. nothing. They, they were just like, see ya, sit there for 15 minutes, then yeah. you can go. Like the, there was okay. no fanfare. There wasn't mm-hmm. even like, I was trying to be like, this is so exciting. That like the nurses No one was like, engaging? Boop. No, Later, not, even a, not even a little bit. Mine had a little step and repeat that was like, I'm vaccinated. So wow. there. Wow. I mean, good for you. Glendale, mm-hmm. California was really <laughs> not feeling the love, I guess. I don't know. It was like very, they gotta, quick, which was good. They got to get them in, got to get yeah. them out. Um, we're appreciative of all of the healthcare workers. I'm feeling good about the decision, but I am not feeling great in general, if that makes sense. Give it another 12 hours. Yep. 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 Take an aspirin, have some coffee. I've been Maybe some carbs. I don't know. I was going to say I've been slamming <laughs> iced coffee because everybody keeps saying like, you okay. should stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that mm-hmm. caffeine and it dehydrate, but anyway, I'm, yeah. You know, mixing iced <laughs> coffee and water and like feeling good about myself. So we're going to power through. I love it. All right, here we go. So on last week's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing the dynamic duo of Michaeline DeJoria and Jason Yates. For those of you who may not know, Michaeline is the daughter of John Paul DeJoria, who was the co-founder of Paul Mitchell Systems. And Jason Yates is the newly minted president of the brand, and he has served as an industry veteran for over 30 years. So there's no doubt, if you like learning more about our industry and those who are enacting change, like the two of them, make sure you subscribe, rate and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions to volume up at thetees.com. This week, I spoke with Jahan Thompson, co-founder and CEO of Swivel Beauty, the only beauty marketplace solely dedicated to helping women and men with textured hair, fine and book vetted stylists who are skilled at working with natural and relaxed hair. She's passionate about addressing the beauty needs of women and men of color, which have been overlooked and treated as an afterthought for far, far too long. You guys are going to love this interview. I love it. So before we get there, got to do the little reminder for Mm -hmm. everyone to go over to beautysuperstars.com. We'll listen to Mickey Wright's podcast focused on race and diversity in our industry. We'll be talking all about her all month as she continues to review the beauty industry's successes and failures since George Floyd's death. This week's episode is titled Fighting for Equality with Jalea Pettis. Go to beautysuperstars.com to learn more, listen, watch, and participate in these conversations. Amazing. Before we get to our interview, Kelly, there's some stuff that's happening in the world. I mean, when is there not? Um, we're not right. going to get into the really heavy stuff. We're going to keep it light. We're going to talk about hair and beauty via a tiger that's on the loose in Houston. Yes. Now, these I... things don't naturally go together, but stay with me. Okay. With the tiger being on the loose, a one Carol Baskin, star of the Netflix documentary <laughs> series Tiger King, is back with her beautiful question mark uh blonde mm. box 
die situation. Um, mountain of hair cascading off of her shoulder in the CNN <laughs> interviews, talking about that this tiger is up to no good, basically. Um, so where do you want to dive in? I mean, should mm-hmm. yeah. we be surprised that there's a tiger on the loose in 2021? I, like, I, who knows? You know, I don't, I don't think we should. First of all, <laughs> it's 2021 and the tiger is loose in Texas. Mm. And Carol Baskin is now who CNN is mm. calling for a point of reference of said loose tiger. Mm. A lot point. has happened in <laughs> 12 to 14 months. <laughs> You're not wrong. So, I mean, what's also interesting to me is that CNN, and I quote, says, this has become commonplace in Texas, end quote. What? <laughs> Yeah, that's tough. Um, let's just I lay mean, it out. <laughs> Do you think that people should be owning tigers as pets? I really don't. I yeah, really would draw a line in the sand there. I don't even know <laughs> if I'd want a cat. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's fair. I'm also not a cat person. Uh, a tiger seems like a stretch. Yeah, it just seems like this is, like how many times do we have to see this play out? I would be freaked out if I opened my door as is described to see a tiger somebody in that same cnn story was talking about how they thought it was like a commercial well first of all like how did you okay how did you think that (laughs) but you would know if a commercial shooting on your front lawn question mark i would i would think i'd assume and also if there were a tiger involved you know crazy stuff so also cnn goes on to quote so okay they saw the tiger someone Mm. said don't shoot the tiger he straddled the tiger, picked up the tiger, took him back mm. in the house. And they were really crediting the police officer for doing the right thing. He brought restraints, didn't plan on shooting it, which is good. They continue to talk about the police officer knew exactly what to do, which relates back to tigers being commonplace in Texas. Yeah. Yep. The officer, he kept eye contact, backed away slowly. Because I guess with the tiger, if you look down or if you turn or you put your back to the tiger, it triggers the instinct to kill. How are we training this? We're training. We're training on this now. Wouldn't your first instinct be to beat it? (laughs) I mean, it it would and I'd be dead. So, you know, I mean, it's it's a good thing. We're 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 educating our listeners now as as much as ourselves. I mean, this is some. Yeah. In case you happenstance upon a tiger, don't look down, keep eye contact, slowly back away. And get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) back to Carol, though. I mean, yeah. In Carol fashion, I mean, like, truly, the woman doesn't age in a good way or a bad way. I mean, it's a look that she has. I'm curious if she goes to a pro for that color. I can't imagine. I can't imagine mm-hmm. somebody would do that to her. But, you know, the client's always right, I guess. Um, yes. It's tough. You know, what I think about is certainly her, how you mentioned her locks flowing off of her shoulder. It brings me back to the Tiger King himself. See, right? the very the very king. The Joe Exotic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Joe Exotic. And, you know... The mullet, like he's, did was he responsible for the reinsurgence of the mullet or the bullet? I mean, as they're saying, it is, 
it is entirely possible mm-hmm. that he set off this whole damn trend. I mean, I we're all at home where why and people took a gamble. Mm-hmm. It, it it is something to behold that <laughs> mullet. And now that it's gone so mainstream, yeah. I mean, like you're you just brought up the the bullet, which is right. popping up okay. here and there. Uh, I mean, right. the mullet's here to stay. It is. How's your mullet coming? Is it growing in the back? Like I know mm-hmm. maybe you're gonna work towards I, I can't I can't commit. I'm I'm <laughs> I'd like to, things are, it's, you know, we'll see. In LA. It's going to be on your neck. It's going to get hot. I know, but it, but it's going to be hot. You know what I mean? Like it, it is, it's a good like look. Hot, hot. Yeah. <laughs> but probably not the best call. Um, yeah. Right. We'll see what, what else 2021 has in store for us. Tigers, Tiger King, setting hair trends, you know, you maybe got he's it. the Gen Z icon. It's, you know, anybody's he Maybe. <laughs> Well, speaking of news, yes, this week and every week, our editorial team has been hard at work uncovering what's happening in our industry, diving into brands that you don't know but should, things that are happening that are important and that you ought to know about. So here are our favorite headlines from thetease.com this week. Okay, Jeff, I'm going to kick us off. So our friends over at Matrix just had an interesting announcement. So who wouldn't want to be mentored by the one and only... Tabitha Coffey, the Matrix Global Business Ambassador and TV star. So they just selected the five stylists who won a year-long mentorship with her. Um, So talk about making dreams come true. So follow the hashtag MatrixMentorMe2021 to follow their progress. I mean, that's a call you want to get for sure. The dream. No, those five stylists are so, so lucky. And yeah, if you go to the article <laughs> on thetease.com, you can see their usernames and then go and follow them, see their progress. We're all about it. And how cool for them that they get to have one-on-one mentorship with Tabitha. I mean, and we interviewed her on the pod. Remember? We she was fantastic. We, sh- we had a moment. W- so, we- <laughs> and they're going to have multiple moments. So good for them. Good for them. All right. Something that I'm all about on thetease.com right now is the monthly edit every product that our editors loved in April. Each month we do this series, The Edit. Uh, So if you are a beauty junkie or a product head like we are, you're going to want to go and check that out. Uh, This month we covered everything from acne products to blush, deodorant, and sunscreen. Super relevant for the changing of seasons. Uh, Some of our team is based in the Midwest. Some of us are here in LA. Uh, So there's something for everybody. And you should definitely check it out because our editors know what's up. I'm also included in this list for the first time in a couple of months. I bought some things that you'll have to check out on the site in order to see what they are. No spoilers. I'll leave you hanging in suspense. No, no, never a spoiler. (laughs) And then congrats over to Beauty Industry Group, who has tapped Brandon Hutchins as their new president of professional brands. So an exciting career move for him. He's a wonderful guy, very talented professional, very, very committed to the industry. So he will now oversee and work closely with Hotheads, Hair Talk, Flaunt by Paul Mitchell Brands, in addition to Babe Hair, Twisted Fringe, and Halo Couture. So I can imagine his calendar will be very busy, very full. So congrats, Very Brandon. full indeed. Love that. Uh, last thing that I'm really into right now is a good old listicle. I mentioned I'm a product head. So this story, five hair products from AAPI-owned brands that you need right now is super relevant. It's May. It is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And we wanted to spotlight some AAPI-owned brands. Uh, so there are five hair products that you are going to want to check out from brands like Culthy Beauty, insert name here, which is very fun, Shaz and Keeks, 
Utile's Beauty Ew. from the one and only Josh Liu. Shout out Ariana Grande and her pony uh, and chunks. So super fun list of all sorts of things. And you should go and check it out and then buy all of it if you can. All right. I like I like those names. I mean, insert name here is pretty, it's pretty cute. Beautiful. I like it. Yep. We love and it. And I'm intrigued by chunks. I don't know. Just um, yeah. Some really good hair accessories <laughs> there. Um, probably cool. uh, no, I mean, again, speaking of Gen Z and their icons, yep. they'd love it. Um, it can't work for me. It It would work for my daughter. (laughs) All right. So, all right. So as always, I'm loving the listicles. I'm loving the industry announcement and news. There's so much going on at thetease.com. So thank you to our hardworking editors. We're proud to publish the stories that salon pros and consumers care about. Up next, our interview with Jahan Thompson of Swivel Beauty. And today we are joined by Jahan Thompson of Swivel Beauty. Welcome to the Volume Up podcast, Jahan. We're so happy to have you with us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Big fans of the platform. We've written about you on thetease.com. If you guys have not read that article, please go ahead and go over, read that. Um, And we are thrilled to be chatting with you today. We've got so many questions about the platform, about your background, um, and we are hoping that you're going to be able to share with us, with all of our listeners. The first question before we get started into your background and all of that incredible stuff is what is Swivel Beauty? For our listeners who are maybe not familiar, uh, what is it? What does it offer? Could you please give us a quick rundown? Sure. So Swivel Beauty is an online platform. We're an iOS app and a web-based platform that makes it really easy for women with textured hair, natural or relaxed, to find great hairstylists who know how to work with their hair type and texture, whether they're looking to get braids, wigs, weaves, blowouts, you name it. Our platform is all about connecting you with stylists that are trained at working with textured hair. So on the one hand, we've got women and men who are looking for stylists that know how to work with texture. And then we also have this just amazing group of stylists who are so skilled at working with all different textures. And we really are all about connecting them. So you can find you know, your hairstylist soulmate through our platform and look and feel your best. We are obsessed with the platform, uh, and we know that all of our listeners are going to be as well. We will, of course, link out to it via the show notes, uh, but we want to dive into it. We want to hear about how you got started. So you've got a non-traditional route to the beauty space. Uh, for our listeners, we ran it down in the bio. You had been an editor for a number of years. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you got started in beauty. Sure. So yes, I was a magazine editor for almost 10 years. Um, I started my career after college working at Glamour Magazine as like a very green editorial assistant, but I loved it. I loved working at fashion and beauty magazines. Um, When I left Glamour, I worked at Marie Claire for several years. Um, Then I worked at Red Book Magazine and I spent four years at Oprah Magazine as a senior editor covering all sorts of things and lifestyle and women's health and beauty before I left to start Swivel. And it was really during that time, primarily when I was working at Oprah Magazine, where I saw that there was so much happening in the beauty tech space. So, you know, as a magazine, we were always getting like a front row seat to everything first. Mm -hmm. So new products, new services, new businesses that were being founded. Um, Everybody wanted to get featured in Oprah Magazine, of course. So I was often seeing a lot of these things happening. And what struck me was very... Quickly, I noticed that like there was so, so much happening, especially in beauty tech. And it was very much overlooking women that looked like me. And I'm a black woman 
who was at the time wearing my hair straight. I'm natural now, but I still wear it in like lots of different straight styles. And I felt completely overlooked by what was happening um, in the, in sort of like the innovation that was taking place in the marketplace. And I felt like, well, this doesn't make any sense because I spend an insane amount of money on my hair every single month. I, I'm a salon girl through and through. So I've always gone to the hairstylist to get my hair done. I've done wigs, I've done extensions, I've done braids, I've done color. Um, so I've always needed a professional hairstylist to help me achieve my styles. And obviously none of this is cheap. And I was spending all of this money. And yet I felt like nobody was creating a solution that felt seamless and satisfying for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure this audience knows a little bit about this, but I'll just back up and explain that one of the main pain points that really kind of led me to start Swivel was understanding, and I had felt this on a deeply personal level, but understanding that beauty schools don't routinely teach stylists how to work with curly, coily, coarse textured hair. It's not a standard across the board in all curriculums. And so what that basically meant was that I couldn't just walk into any salon and trust I was going to walk out looking my best. You know, it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of tears in the salon chair when a stylist didn't know what they were doing. Um, and so I felt like, okay, there's a real opportunity here where I know that women like me are spending a lot of money on their hair. They want to be able to connect with talented, amazing stylists in an easier way. And we really created Swivel to build, to bridge that gap, to create a space in the marketplace that said, you want to look your best. You want to go have a great salon experience. You don't want to do a lot of trial and error and, you know, wasting your money and time. And you just want to find someone who knows what they're doing. And that's very much um, how I got the idea for Swivel was really out of just kind of a frustration that I was feeling that I knew my girlfriends were feeling. And then of course, as we started talking to more and more women about this, we realized, okay, this was just a problem across the board. A huge, huge problem uh, to your point. There's one thing though, uh, in terms of identifying the space, knowing that there's a need uh, to actually building something that responds to it in the way that you have. So we are really genuinely curious here at Volume Up. How did you go about founding the brand, building the technology? Talk to us a little bit about what that process was like. Definitely. So I think I'll start by just explaining that when I was a magazine editor, I spent a lot of time interviewing founders of companies, whether they were products, services, tools, you name it. It was often talking about people who were very much in the same boat. They identified a problem that was usually personal to them and they wanted to solve it. And when you talk to enough people who share their sort of founding story, you recognize like, oh, there's no secret sauce here. Like they're no different from me. They were just really passionate about a problem and did everything they could to figure out how to create a solution for it. Um, and that honestly, I think was one of the biggest confidence boosters that got me to say like, oh, I can create a solution to this problem that I have, because I don't know if I would have done it without having that understanding of like, oh, anyone can create any type of business. Like, I think sometimes we definitely, you know, seem to sort of make entrepreneurship feel like, oh my God, only a certain type of hustler can do that and can start their own company. But I really learned that like, that's not the case. You just have to be, you know, passionate, obviously and dogged and um, relentless when it comes to building your own business. So that for me was really number one, was getting over this hump of saying, oh, I could do this. Like I could create this business. I've talked to enough founders to understand what it really takes to start something and grow a business. Um, and then from just sort of like the technical side of things, obviously I did not have a tech background. I could mm -hmm. not code. Our mm -hmm. first um, iteration of the product was an app. So that was completely out of my, um, 
background and experience, but I took a very journalistic approach to it. I did a lot of research. I talked to a lot of people. I knocked on a lot of doors to say, you know, this is what I'm trying to create. Can you help me even figure out how to get started? Like, what are the first steps? And we ended up connecting um, with a, and I started the business with a childhood friend of mine. So when I say we, I'm, I'm, it's, it's myself and um, her name's Jennifer Lambert and we started this business together. And so one of the first things we would do is like, just talk to people about like, okay, we need to talk to somebody who has built an app before and tell us like, what does it take to do that? And one of the very first steps was um, a process called wireframing, where you would actually just draw out every single screen of the app. And even though we couldn't code it, we knew exactly the experience we wanted um, our users to have and the experience we wanted our stylists to have on our platform. And so we sat there with pen and paper and like mocked up, you know, the size of an iPhone and put in like, okay, this is where the picture is going to go. This is where someone's going to click book from this screen is going to take them to the next screen. And you don't have to have a tech background to do that. I mean, we're all, you know, users of everything at this point, you know, by that point, everybody was using apps to order food, to get clothes, to get dates. So we were familiar with what the technology needed to be enough to say, here's where we want to create our own experience. And then from there, it was bringing in the right people to help us build it and, you know, create this idea that we had on paper and actually make it into a fully functioning um, platform. Love that. Can you talk to us a little bit about where the name came from? Because everybody here at the Tease and Volume Up is obsessed with Swivel Beauty. I love that. Yeah. So the name is actually... Um, pretty uh straightforward it's the idea of like a swivel chair in a salon and the idea came is that you know we are a marketplace so on the one side of the chair you have the client and if you swivel the chair around you have the stylist and so for us it was like we are this kind of we're constantly rotating between these two worlds of helping support our stylist community and helping support clients that want to get their hair done and so swivel became just like a really nice name to kind of explain what we're really about. And of course, every salon has swivel chairs. So it fits nicely. Perfectly. In fact, uh, talk to us a little bit about that process of identifying folks. So you've built the technology. How do you find, or how did you, because Swivel Beauty has been around for a number of years now, how did you initially find salons that were willing to sign up such that they could be found via the technology? Sure. So the, in the early days, um, a lot of it was boots on the ground, walking into salons, but to go back a step, it's like, okay, well, how did we decide which salons we wanted to even walk into? And that started with really talking to our community. So we did a lot of research on the front end, talking to women in our network and friends of friends of friends. And I think we ended up getting like 500 women in our initial cohort who just told us which hairstylist they liked and would go back to and would use um, and loved. And those were the initial stylists that we set out to, um, knock, you know, walk into their salon on like a quiet Tuesday and say, Hey, we're building this platform. You don't know who we are, but will you give us a chance? And so, I mean, all of, most of those stylists are still on the platform to this day. And they really kind of were just excited that there was something that was created with them in mind. Um, that was something that we also heard a lot from the stylist community, especially stylists that work with textured hair is that they weren't getting a lot of marketing opportunities from other bigger industry players, they were being overlooked as well. So when we walked in saying, hey, we're creating a solution that's just for you, they were very much excited to help us build and give us advice. And a lot of them we went to before the product was even finished. So we would take like prototypes of the app and say, hey, this is what we're building. 
would you be interested in signing on? And a lot of, I would say like almost everybody we walked into was like, yeah, like I would love to be a part of this. Um, so that's how we really got started. It was grassroots. It was walking into salons. It was getting our hair done. So sometimes if we couldn't get a meeting, because, you know, stylists are incredibly busy, yep. Yep. we would book a hair appointment. <laughs> Smart. Just like get our hair done and do our pitch while we were in the chair talking to them and learning about what their needs were, what, you know, their struggles were as a small business owner um, at the same time. So it ended up being a, yeah, a really funny, we got our hair done a lot in those early days. Um, but it was a great way to understand, you know, the market even more deeply than we had as, as clients and consumers ourselves. And so now, again, we've alluded to the fact that Swivel Beauty has expanded, it's evolved um, beyond the initial stage. How are you going about vetting folks now that want to become involved um, and want to be listed? Uh, I would imagine you and your partner are not going to all of the salons that are now hopefully knocking down your door. No, definitely can't get our hair done that much. And that is obviously not a scalable way to do things. It's no. a great way to do things in the beginning um, when you're doing things that don't scale. But of course, that is not a scalable model. So what we do now um, still very much, though, hits back on, you know, wanting to make sure this was a vetted, curated platform. And that is one thing that makes Swivel different is that we do focus on curating the stylists that are on board because we want to make sure that, like, if you book someone on our platform, you're going to have a good experience. And so what that means for us is that, you know, when the stylists sign up on our site now, you know, without us having to go and visit them, they fill out um, like an application, essentially, telling us about themselves, how long they've been in business, that they're licensed, um, what, how often they are doing continuing education, what their specialties are. Um, so very much, you know, wanting to kind of highlight people for what they're the best at, right? Like, we want to send you clients who are looking for the thing that you do amazing, whether that's box braids or crochet, or you just do like a killer blowout, we want to be able to tell clients that as well. So we still put them through like an online application that allows for that extra level of curation. And then we also have um, a review platform. So built into our site and our app is clients can leave reviews. So there's always that consistent feedback loop that clients can tell us, you know, are these stylists meeting your needs? Um, and do we need to make a change there? So that constant feedback loop is happening. So it's like everybody who's in the, in the chair can take that minute to say, you know, yep, this was exactly the experience I was looking for, or no, you know, this is what could be better. Incredible. Really interesting. Um, and forward thinking, sort of embracing all of the elements of, you know, what we're doing, as you said, with like food apps and all of that, like it's so smart for this space in particular. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what the current reach of the platform is. Uh, again, initially you started localize the salons that you knew through the cohort that was close to you. Um, what does Swivel Beauty's reach look like now? So when we launched, when we started, I think we started with like 25 hairstylists in New York City. And now we have over a thousand stylists um, between Whoa. primarily New York, Chicago, and DC. Um, we're doing a nationwide expansion this year. That was, that had been our goal for last year, but we can talk a little bit about I was going to say, we're going to get into COVID in a minute. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> But, um, but our reach this year will be expanding to um, all cities across the country. Incredible. Congratulations. I know that Thank our you. listeners are going to be thrilled about that, whether they are salon owners, stylists that want to be involved or clients. So congrats again. You just said it. And this was my next question anyway. How was the business impacted by COVID? I mean, we know particularly within the salon professional space, shutdowns did a number um, to the salon professional industry, uh, specifically stylists, um, I would imagine, but I don't know for certain that 
you know, Swivel Beauty saw some of this. Uh, so could you talk to us a little bit about um, what you experienced as a business, uh, as well as like how you responded to what was going on uh, throughout all of the turbulence? Sure. So, I mean, we definitely felt it like everybody else, because we are all about that matching, right. And making those mm-hmm. salon experiences happen. So when salon shut down and obviously getting your hair done is not a business that you can socially distance in. So, you know, we very much our core business offering was just not able to function um, while salons were shut down. And so what we did uh, to weather kind of the last year, which has been so crazy is we focused on really supporting our stylist community doing everything we could to double down to support them, whether that was helping them get access to grants, um, sharing with them all the information we could, whether it was PPP, EIDL, small business grant programs, just really pouring into them all of the resources we could find to help them continue to sustain through an incredibly challenging time. And then one of the other things that we did was really that was really exciting is that we launched virtual hair appointments pretty early on into the pandemic when it was clear that okay, this is not going to be like a two week thing. This is going to be a multi-month problem. Um, We launched the ability for stylists to um, do these virtual appointments with their clients. So whether that was just talking them through like, okay, these are the products you should be using at home until you can get back in to helping them do a trim at home, you know, all of those things we were experimenting with, you know, what's possible um, to just support both the client and the stylist through this time and help the stylist still make some money um, while their salons were closed. And we ended up partnering with Unilever to do this great virtual appointments um, partnership called Wash Day Live, which was supposed to be like a month-long partnership where we, um, where they helped sponsor these 30-minute free virtual appointments for clients and stylists were still um, paid. Uh, and it ended up, we did, we sold out of all 600 slots in like the first two weeks. So completely blew our expectations of what the partnership was going to be, but really spoke to both a need that clients were having, um, that they were like, what am I going to do about my hair? But also a deep thing that they wanted to support their hairstyles. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be able to say like, yep, I can support you in this way um, during this time. And it was a great partnership because the clients also were able to learn about Dove, Swab, and Shea Moisture hair products they could be using at home during that time. So that ended up being a really great partnership that we did that just supported our stylist community, supported our clients um, at a time of real uncertainty. And then, of course, you know, a few months later, salons reopened. And while things have certainly not gotten back to normal, we are very confident, you know, as I'm sure, you know, everyone is at this point that people are going to go back to getting their hair done. That is always going to be a thing people need. And so while we have to wait for it to ramp up to back to, you know, full capacity and where we were before we, you know, stay confident in the fact that we know that this is an industry that will be able to bounce back from this. Absolutely. And one of the initiatives that you guys have recently undertaken has really helped to do just that, which is the Power to the Pro Summit. Uh, could you talk to us a little bit about this? I mean, this is a big deal. You had some really high profile stylists across the industry uh, with obvious experience with textured hair. Um, we loved the series, um, would love to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about what that was like in terms of organizing. Um, and if there's plans to do more, please say yes. Yes, <laughs> definitely plans to do more. Um, so Power to the Pro was a virtual conference we put on um, in March of this year. And Initially, again, it was very much speaking to the moment of, you know, when we started planning it back in the fall of 2020, we were like, oh, maybe it could be in person. Maybe the world will be back open. (laughs) And of course, like holidays came around, we were like, the world will not be back open. Um, But this is in a way to help, again, our stylist community really 
um, feel confident going into this year. And so we created a full day. It was free programming. It's now available through um, our YouTube page where um, amazing stylists talked about the industry, you know, how they weathered this last year, how they grow their businesses. We had independent stylists, salon owners, celebrity stylists. We were joined by um, actor and um, producer Joy Bryant. She spoke with both her um, lead stylist on set as well as her in-salon stylist. They did a great keynote roundtable about what that experience is like. She's, you know, it's like, do you want to be the type of stylist that works on set? Do you want to be a stylist that's in the salon? Those are very different experiences. And helping our stylist community think through, are these even the, the ways in which you want to take your career? It was very much focused on the business of beauty. Um, there's been so much great, I think, talk around making sure stylists are trained to work with texture. But what we really wanted to focus on was like, how are you going to grow your business this year? How are you going to continue to excel um, as a small business owner? And that was the thing that we wanted to focus the most on with Power to the Pro. So it ended up being five sessions all around different aspects of the business of beauty. Um, and again, I can share a link um, that you can share with yes, the listeners please. to um, watch because it was just so many gems. So much great information shared by heavy hitters in the industry that it was, we were really excited to pull it all together. And we will be doing um, another conference in the future that will, again, um, very much talk about this business side of beauty and how to help stylists keep making more money. We love that. Uh, incredible. Yes. And we will be linking to everything in the show notes. So don't you guys worry. Please check it out. Some really beautiful uh, conversations and, and content there to, to definitely tap into. Uh, let's return to the topic of training for just a moment. Um, there's been issue, and we sort of talked about this at the top of the, the podcast, with the way that hairstylists are trained fundamentally, um, that education is a bit limited uh, and that there's not a sufficient focus on textures that fall outside of um, you know, the first category. We've talked about education with many of our guests who are salon owners, stylists, and others that are trying to change the way that stylists are educated to meet clients' needs. Do you think that this is a space that you see Swivel Beauty playing in um, to serve the industry? That's an interesting question. Um, potentially in the future, it could be a space that we choose to play in. Where we have decided to kind of you know, stick our flag in the sand is to focus on the fact that there are a ton of amazingly talented stylists who work with texture already. And while I agree that there, it should be um, a standard in beauty school curriculum, of course, every stylist should know how to work with every texture. What we focus on is elevating the stylists that already do, because there are so many of them out there that aren't getting noticed, that aren't getting the experiences, that aren't getting the opportunities, um, whether that's, like I said, on set, whether that's at fashion shows, um, whether that's on bigger stages, editorial um, or even just trying to let people know that they're a, they're a great salon, right? That people can walk in their door and have a great salon experience, no matter what their texture. Those stylists exist. And when we started building Swivel, we knew that that was a key piece of it and that we didn't need to go and reinvent the wheel here and go out and train a bunch of stylists. What we needed to do is, is pull all of this amazing talent into one platform that people could find. So while I do think there is um, a need to focus on education, and I do think that is a huge piece of, um, there's an opportunity there for, and I see a lot of stylists already beginning to tackle it with their own courses and their own classes. What Swivel really wants to do is amplify them, amplify the stylists that are already doing that great work. Speaking of those stylists, how can they get involved with Swivel Beauty? Uh, so for the folks that are out there that are hearing about Swivel Beauty for the first time, they want to be on your radar, particularly as you're talking of expanding across the U.S. How do they get involved? 
very easy to get involved. You can head to swivelbeauty.com slash partner um, and you will be able to fill out the application to join our platform. Um, we have two different tiers of membership that you can sign up for, but they can go through, check out what we offer, what we do, and then also be able to sign up and fill out the application right there through our site. Amazing. Couldn't get any easier. And before we wrap, we're going to be doing this thing that we call quick takes. Um, but I do just want to ask, I mean, there, it sounds like big things in store for Swivel Beauty. Um, what's next from your guys' end? Uh, is it more partnerships, expansion, obviously, across the states? Like, what can we expect from Swivel Beauty in the next couple of years here? So, yes, definitely nationwide expansion um, and then hopefully international expansion after that in the next few years. So very much want to make sure that right. any woman with textured hair who wants to find a stylist, um, Swivel becomes her first stop. Um, in that search and we make it really easy for her. We will be launching more brand partnerships. So a lot of the styles on our platform, one of the things that we do offer is the ability for them to be um, considered for working with different brands that come to us who are looking for stylists, whether that is for things like fashion week, um, product development, um, trainings and education and things like that. We, a lot of brands um, are looking for great stylists and we have a pipeline there. So stylists in our community who do join um, can be considered for those opportunities too. And we'll have a lot more of those launching Q2, Q3 of this year. Wow. All right. Well, we will keep our eyes peeled for that. Uh, and our listeners, I'm sure, will want updates. So don't be a stranger to passing on some of that news. Mm-hmm. All right. Before Definitely. we wrap, we've got our quick takes, which are the same questions that we ask of all of our guests. We are hoping that you're not going to think too hard about them. We don't want you to. We want the fastest response possible. Uh, so not with your sort of marketing CEO brand founder cap on, but just your real life. Um, is it bar soap or body wash? Body wash, always. No disrespect to the bar soap folks that are out there. We really have only had one person say that they're into bar soap. So I mean, I, yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know who, I don't know who those people are. I don't know. But. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, no worries. No, no shade to them. Uh, what is a product that you're loving right now? It can be hair, grooming, body, anything. We are product junkies on the tees. We want to do it sustainably, but at the same time, whatever's glittering is where our eyes are going. Um, so I'll do it because products is too hard for me. There's just so many okay. hair products I love right I, now, but I'll do it. Cool. I'm a huge fan of um, the Felicia Leatherwood um, detangling brush makes detangling my hair now that I wash my hair at home so much more, um, a breeze. So I'm a huge fan of that. Amazing. We'll link out. So we've talked a little bit about COVID. Uh, COVID has made a lot of people work from home. Um, it has also increased our screen time. I mean, objectively, uh, whether it's TV, whether it's movies, whether it's podcasts, etc. What are you streaming these days? I just started Mayor of Easttown, I think, with um, Kate, Kate Winslet, Winslet, and I'm like obsessed. Mm-hmm. I wish I was literally just telling someone the other day that I was like, I would pay more money for them to just release all the episodes, so I don't I know. have to wait. It's week driving to week. me crazy. I can't even. I mean, I just want to sit and watch the whole thing. Like, I, ugh, it's. I'm not used to not binging. Like, I'm like, what? I have to wait a whole week for the next episode. This isn't. Not like only that, like waiting until the... Exactly, it's crazy. I mean, like it reminds me of old school HBO, which is, I guess, what they're trying to do. But I'm with you. I can't even, like, once I get to the what's going to happen next week part, I'm like, well, okay, I'm ready. Like, I, I, right? I want it now. It's I'm, it's yeah. a lot. I'm right there with you. Okay. Um, <laughs> hard pivot. Real talk <laughs> words of advice for pros that want to get to the top of our industry. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would say 
from watching the stylists on our platform who have just completely blown up since we started working with them, what I notice they do really, really well is one, they just take amazingly good care of that client in their chair. So even though it's all about blowing up on Instagram these days, I know what I have found is that the ones that are seeing a lot of success are just superior customer service, superior styling to that one client who's in your chair. Influence that one person and you're just going to grow and grow and grow. And that's what we have seen to always be true. So just keep doing what you're doing and just, you know, do it to the highest level that you can. Love that. Last question for hot takes. 2021 predictions. We are now going to be in May by the time this episode airs. What do you think the rest of the year has in store for us? I am very optimistic. Everybody's going to go back to the hair salon like twice a week. <laughs> not, not really, but I feel like I talked to so many friends who are like, I'm going to be in the hair salon all the time because they just haven't been able to do it. And of course, with vaccinations going on the rise, I think we're going to see, I think by midsummer, especially until like fall and holiday, we're going to be right back at max capacity. And I think the salon industry will be right back to where it was before. It's not even more so because I think we've, we've seen how essential our beauty professionals are to our everyday in a way that I think was driven home very intensely this last year. Absolutely. Here's hoping for a salon girl summer. Yes. I love that. Just came to me. Um, Okay. Last question before we wrap entirely from your point of view, who are three people whose stories you think that our listeners need to hear within the salon professional space? You just hyped a few stylists that have blown up uh, via Swivel Beauty. Are there some folks there that you think that people should know about? Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many. I mean, there's so many styles that are doing amazing work. I'll name a couple. And Please. these three were actually really pivotal in helping um, Swivel bring power to the pro um, to life. So, um, I mean, they all have, they all do different things and have such amazing stories, but Anthony Dickey, who's the, uh, he's been an advisor for Swivel from the beginning, and he runs Hair Rules, which is a salon that works with all textures in New York City, one of the first to be very much like texture for all, and he has a hair care line, um, Hair Rules, the products, which do really well. Ursula Steven, I don't know if she's uh, on your, has been on the podcast yet, but she is a celebrity stylist, everyone from Rihanna's amazing haircuts to Zendaya, um, she works with a lot of the heavy hitters in the industry, also a salon owner and based in Brooklyn, um, works with Tresemme as well. Um, she's just super dynamic, but has done again, you know, editorial is a salon owner, um, has really risen in the industry in a bunch of different ways and just, just absolutely fantastic. So I would recommend her. And then lastly, I mean, I could go on all day with names, but lastly, I'll um, recommend Amoy Pitters who, um, did celebrity hair. She was actually, um, Joy Bryant's in salon stylist. So when Joy's getting, um, some styles that, she gets done before she goes to set. Amoy will often do them. She um, runs a salon in New York City, but has done everything. Start has done runway, has done editorial, has you know obviously run and managed a growing, bustling salon. So can speak to a lot of different parts of the industry. And all three of them are just absolutely dynamic. Have been great cheerleaders of Swivel since the early days. And, you know, and that's a big thing. You know, for us is I'm not a hairstylist. I come to this as a salon girl. Um, and having the support of hairstylists in the industry has been incredibly important and helpful in us making sure that we're delivering what the fun industry is looking for. Jahan, I totally feel you on that. We are going to link out to everybody that you just listed here. Uh, there are so many people, though, that are killing it right now. So it's 
the struggle is real to narrow that down to just three, but we appreciate it. Um, folks, if you don't know any of those, you will know them immediately after this episode uh, in those show notes. Uh, John, truthfully, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sitting down with us and talking today. Uh, all of us at the teaser are obsessed with Swivel Beauty. Um, we are thrilled to see you guys succeed um, and really just want to know what you guys are up to throughout the the rest of this year and, and into next. So don't be a stranger. Uh, we'd love to have you back uh, to talk about all of the things you guys are up to because we know that there's big, big things in store for First World Beauty and for, for both of you. Thank you. Um, this was so fun. So thank you so much for having me. I loved it, Jeff. I mean, she's right. There is no time to pause what you're doing and start a new business venture. You just got to jump, right? So kudos to her and all of her amazing accomplishments, including the Sephora's Accelerate program. I mean, that's that's a pretty great it's one a, to be involved it's with. <laughs> pretty big deal. And I mean, as she said in our interview, yeah. Swivel Beauty is going to be coming across the U.S. in 2021. We're excited for things to expand beyond their current East Coast slash Chicago situation. Uh, we know there's big, big things in store for Swivel Beauty, and we are going to be covering it for you guys on thetease.com. Love it. Great. So be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volume up at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Stephen Jockran. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode and to Josh Landowski for editing so you can watch and listen on YouTube.